Excellent. Andy, Ireland, hello. Ah, Michael, how are you? <laughs> huge, huge great. fan, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Pleasure a huge fan of you. Ireland, if that helps. <laughs> Not enough of a fan to, I was looking at your tour dates there. You seem to prefer France to us, so. <laughs> well, you know what? Those things kind of just come up on their own. Things are available and, you know, I, and I haven't done a whole lot of that because of the amount of work that I'm usually in the middle of. So it's tough. Maybe one day when I'm older. Yeah, fingers I'll crossed. Set up, it's I'll set up residency I'd love to see in Ireland and I'll do... <laughs> concerts at every pub across the across the land <laughs> I, I have a set list ready for you here whenever you decide okay. to <laughs> deal, deal, deal. Um, the latest thing you're doing at the moment light year is kind of unlike anything you've done before and that it's a sci-fi film but it's sort of tied to toy story as well so you have like the kind of the iconic randy newman score with that is that more difficult where it's something where it's kind of one foot in both rather than something like star trek or you know Spider-Man no not really i mean the, it was actually it, because it is it's a part of the Toy Story world, but it is separate from the Toy Story world because the characters that we're dealing with are not the characters, I'm going to say, in real life that we grew up with in, in the other movies. Those are toys based on real people or real characters from movies. So in that sense, I had a total freedom for what I wanted to do. I didn't have to um, use any of um, Randy's brilliant thematic material from those movies, it really wouldn't have made sense to carry to do that because we were we were working in a world that was, uh, you know, real life in a, in a way, uh, a, a, a movie that Andy had gone to the movies to see. Um, you know, I've been I I still pinch myself to think that I get to work alongside of on things that Randy Newman touched, and I mean that because he's a hero to me, and that's incredible. Um, but uh, but yeah, I had a total freedom in here to kind of go where I wanted to go and take it where I felt it needed to be. And uh, working with Angus on that was was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. You know, Angus and I have known each other for many, many years uh, through many, many Pixar projects. So, you know, when you get to work with your friends, that's about as good as it gets. Uh, and and Angus is one of the best. So all good. For me, certainly the, the score tends to inform the town we're kind of speaking there. You're doing a few of your, your live gigs. I'm privileged enough to see a, a mm -hmm. couple of things like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, where mm -hmm. you can play them without, you know, the 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 audio, without the actual right. the actor's dialogue and things like that. For me, score and the audio, or, t or score and editing, rather, are two of the most kind of underrated aspects of film. How much was Agnes able to involve you beforehand, you know, with storyboards, or how much of the film did you get to see before you were able to start work on your own process? Well, you know, he and I had talked about this movie I would say three or four years ago, uh, we started talking about it. And in the beginning, you're just talking and you're talking about what the themes that you're hoping to accomplish and, and, and the emotional uh, goals that you want to hit while you're making something. So it always starts with a conversation, a thematic conversation, an emotional conversation, which I think is important. And then usually what I'll do from that point is I'll see a lot of artwork and I'll see some maybe rough storyboards and things, and then I can go away and sit down and come up with something that feels like the movie. And it's not usually not something that we will use in the movie. It's just a suite of music. It's, it, it's more like something you would go and listen to in a concert, uh, you know, and it's maybe, you know, 12, 15 minutes long. And it encompasses here's, here's how I feel Buzz's theme will be. Here's how I feel uh, Zerg's theme will be. And, you know, you, you kind of go through that process and Izzy's theme and all of that. So it was, uh, and then what, after I do that, I present that to Angus and said, here's how your movie feels to me. Uh, tell me if this feels right, you know? And that's usually the process of, that I like to go through because 
if you just start writing right off the bat, then 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 you may not be hitting all the emotional marks that a film needs. So it's about spending some time up front figuring that out. And once you figure that out, then you can just jump right in and start writing uh, the score. It makes it a, a much more uh, enjoyable and easygoing process if you kind of do some of that work ahead of time. Something you did get to put your own mark up was the Batman theme. Yeah. Was that intimidating to step in? Because you've got like Danny Elf and then you've got Shirley Walker as well, who's also done the animated series as well. Is there part of that that's intimidating to you? Do you like would be, you know, the, the plethora you have in your CV? Is there still that intimidation factor for something as iconic as doing Batman? Um, you're, you're always a little like wary of the things that came before because they're always done by the people that you have such respect for. Um, but, you know, I think what over what eclipses that is the excitement of working on something. You know, I'm a huge Batman fan. I love it. Uh, I love that character for so many years. And and the chance to actually get to work on a Batman film was it eclipsed any of the other emotions that come along with it. Because in the same way, when working on Planet of the Apes with the same director, Matt Reeves, it was, you know, he and I both were obsessed with Planet of the Apes when we were kids. So yeah. Jerry Goldsmith is one of my absolute favorite composers in the world. So uh, I took that as uh, an inspiration. You know, I tried to take what they did emotionally for me when I watched the things that they worked on as a as an inspiration to to inject into the into the music that I was going to write for this new version of this. So you know, and while there may not be any direct uh, thematic hints or 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 quotes from anything before, it's more just an emotional feel. You know, you want to feel and 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 by the way, like when you're working on these things, even though they are from or based on films that have been uh, made many times, many Batman movies, this is a very particular, it's its own story. So you have to only concentrate on that. You really have to forget everything that came before and allow it to just be what's in front of you. Because if you don't do that, you're doing the story a disservice and, and, you know, uh, fan service is fun, but it can always it also be dangerous and you need to be very, uh, careful about the things that you're writing and what you're writing for. And in this case, like I said, Batman, Matt was bringing to life a, a Batman that we hadn't seen before, uh, you know, bringing a new type of emotionality to the character that has not been put on screen. So I wanted to make sure everything felt in line with that. Unfortunately, I'm getting the, the wrap up here. Didn't have a chance to talk to you about Cloverfield, about Up, Oscar, Werewolf oh. by Night. Hopefully I get to speak to you again soon, Michael. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Yes, great to talk to you too. Well, hopefully I'll see you in Ireland. Please, God. Thanks very much. Nice to meet you. Thanks very Take much. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye now.